thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal. Father, thank you this morning. Lord, thank you for a brand new day. Thank you, Lord, that I'm able to come into your presence this morning. Holy Spirit, I want to say good morning. Thank you, Lord, for keeping us through the night. Thank you, Lord, for watching over our souls. Thank you for the breath of life this morning. Lord, in you we live, in you we move, in you we have our beings. And so, Father, we thank you because we know that this is the day that you have made. This is the day, Lord, that you will cause us to rejoice, to be fulfilled in. And so we give you all the praise and glory. In the mighty name of Jesus, we come into your presence this morning, declaring that you are Alpha and Omega. You are Alpha, Omega, beginning and the end. Lord, you are the one who fills the gap. The things, Lord, that confounds us, things that we don't understand, Lord, are plain and clear to you. And so we give you all the praise. We know this morning that you are faithful. Lord, you watch your word. You keep them. You keep your word. And so, Father, we declare this morning that you are faithful. Thank you for the privilege to worship you. We declare this morning that you are Jehovah, El Leon, El Shaddai, our mighty God. Be glorified, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus. In this short time again here this morning, as we read your word, Lord, we ask, speak to us again. Help us to comprehend and understand your word and let your name be glorified in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining in to devotion this morning. I am Morphy Eyenike. All right, we continue reading the book of Acts. Yesterday we stopped on Acts chapter chapter 18. I'm sure that you would have noticed. Um, so one of the things, uh, the studies I did was to pay attention as I read through the book of Acts to uh, the periods when Paul was going to all the churches that he will eventually, some of them um, he's writing to, and that's why, for example, you have 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, the letter he writes to them, and then the the Thessalonian or the, the church in Thessalonica, the one in Colossae, Okay, so you want to pay attention to that as we read through the book of Acts. You notice that that church in Thessalonica was where they had the most trouble and the one in, in, in Corinth. If you go back to read those two books or those two ep, um, epistles or letters, uh, you will see the bent and you will see and understand why Paul writes the way he writes. Okay, so today we'll be taking on two chapters. Okay, um, as Paul continues and then writes now in 19, writes to the Ephesian church. Okay, so this is his own experience with the Ephesian church, and then he will then write the book of Ephesians. Okay, so just read it today, and then you will understand why the book of Ephesians is so rich. Okay, it's so, it's so solid. One of my best books in the Bible, the book of Ephesians. Okay, so 
very very awesome so in the book of uh in acts chapter 19 and 20 today okay we'll read about paul's time in the book of Ephes in paul's time in ephesus this is also paul's third missionary journey okay this is going to be his third missionary journey remember that he undertook his second missionary journey with uh, silas at the beginning and then timothy joined them okay so this is going to be his third and i think about as much as we know in the book of acts his last missionary journey from here he will head to jerusalem where troubles will start for him and then he's taken to go and stand before the uh before the m before caesar and and that will be the book of acts okay all right let's read this morning um acts chapter 19 and 20 paul's third missionary journey says why apollos was in corinth uh, paul traveled through the interior regions until he reached ephesus on the coast where he found he found several believers did you receive the holy spirit when you believed he asked them no they replied we haven't even heard that there is a holy spirit okay so is it possible to be born again and not be baptized in the holy spirit uh, this <laughs> verse answers that question simply for us okay so while that believer is going to be limited it's just exactly the same thing with the with the disciples we've been reading the act of the apostles and you can tell the difference between the disciples in matthew mark luke and john and the disciples in act of the apostles okay so why the the disciples in matthew mark luke and john had to rely on jesus jesus was the one doing majority of the miracles we read about um the disciples at that time were were timid and afraid of of the authorities authorities of that time from the book of acts something was different about them okay uh, they healed the sick they were bold to preach the gospel and things like that uh, the difference is the coming of the holy spirit in the book of acts okay so while i agree that it is perfectly okay it's possible that a believer, a child of God can become, you can believe in God, become born again without okay, being baptized in the Holy Spirit. However, very important. I think it is something every believer should, should desire. And I think that's why Paul addresses it here. Okay, I'm sure he's looking at them. He knows that they already believe because that's what they are. He said, he asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? So he could see that they were already believers. But he knew that, look, they would be limited in their capacity without the Holy Spirit, you know, achieving the things God wants them to do without the Holy Spirit. He asked them. He says, no, they replied, we haven't even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Then what baptism did, baptism did you experience? He asked. And they replied, the baptism of John. So the baptism of John would just mean that they were baptized just in water. And everyone is supposed to, right? Yes, Jesus told the disciples, go into all the world and preach the gospel, you know, to every nation. Baptize them, okay? That first, that baptism Jesus is talking about is what they often refer to as the baptism of John, which is being baptized in water. But there is something extra different paul said john's baptism called for repentance from sin 
Okay, you are coming to Jesus. It is also Jesus' call. It's also a call for repentance from sin. Many times Jesus told people, go and sin no more. Okay, so very important. That's just what the reference okay, of John's baptism, the baptism is. But John himself told the people to believe in the one who would come later, meaning uh, Jesus. As soon as they had this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Since then, uh, then, then when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them. So it meant that they were baptized, believing up to this point. And then when they got received the full syllabus, they, be, they were baptized again. Okay? If I understand it, yes. I think that's clear. They were baptized again. As soon as they had this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And that's why I tell people, okay, how you were baptized is very important, okay? Um, baptized by sprinkling might not really explain it to you, for for you. Baptized when you were a baby uh, does not does not cut it for, for me, okay? You have to have a good understanding of what you are doing. There must be repentance from dead works before baptism happens. Since then, when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them and they spoke in other tongues and prophesied. There were about 12 men in all. You will notice that for a lot of the believers, after the Holy Spirit came, it was a very important bench that they were filled in the Holy Spirit. Okay? Yes. All right, let's go on. Verse... Eight, Paul ministers in Ephesus. Then Paul went to the synagogue and preached. He went to the synagogue again. Went to the synagogue and preached boldly for the next three months. Three months he was in the synagogue, arguing persuasively about the kingdom of God. But some became stubborn, rejecting his message and publicly speaking against the way. So, Paul left the synagogue and took the believers with him. Remember, he, he, he did earlier when he left the synagogue and went to the house of Titus and then preached. That was when he was in Corinth. Okay, so again here in, 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 in Ephesus, he goes to the synagogue again, you know, and is rejected again. And again, he has to separate okay, himself to the house of someone else. So Paul left the synagogue and took the believers with him. Then he held daily discussion at the lecture hall of Tyrannos. The last time it was Titius. Now it was the house in the lecture hall of Tyrannos. Since this went on for the next two years. For the next two years, he wasn't bothering himself. Okay, going to the synagogue. Okay, so when we meet Paul in heaven, please remember to ask him. Okay, Paul, why were you insistent? Okay. Why were you insisting? Why did you always have to go back to the synagogue when it was always costing trouble for you? Okay, so for the next two years he was preaching. He says, for the next two years, so that people throughout the province of Asia, both Jews and Greek, had the word of the Lord. So in the lecture of all of Tyrannos, whether they were Jews, Jews came, Greeks came. It was open to everybody. The synagogue meant that the only people that would hear him were going to be Jews, okay? So, 
Paul is the apostle, okay? When we get to heaven, we'll find out, we'll find out a lot better. It says, okay, so let's continue. 11, God gave Paul the power to perform unusual miracles. It was God who gave him more. Eh? It was God who gave him. It wasn't Paul's power. That power is God's power. Paul, God gave Paul the power to perform unusual miracles. When handkerchief or aprons that had merely touched his skin were placed on sick people, they were healed of their diseases and evil spirits were expelled. Okay? So this is the first time I think anything like this is mentioned okay, about Paul. And you have to really be careful because some people will build a culture okay uh, or literally build a church out of this okay and say you know um i've seen people do you know um use anchor chief i've seen people you know take take off their suit you know throw it into the crowd and the anointing will just flow you know and i'm saying okay so let me be clear i'm not saying that that is not possible however the Bible tells us in 11, it was God who gave Paul the power. I hope that whatever it is that you are doing, the Holy Spirit told you specifically to do them. And it's not just because, oh, you saw someone else doing it and you are just doing it. Or like some would do, you know, whip the people into a frenzy, you know, and then you ask yourself, okay, if there are, there are results when we get to heaven, we will clarify. Okay, yes. So when barely the aprons touched his skin, you know, and they were placed on sick people, it says they were healed of their diseases, and evil spirits were expelled. A group of Jews was traveling from town to town, casting out evil spirits. They tried to use the name of the Lord Jesus in their incantation, saying, "I command you in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preached, to come out." Seven sons of Sceva, a leading priest, were doing this. But one time when they tried it, the evil spirit replied, I know Jesus and I know Paul. Who are you? My question to us this morning that we will discuss. Yes, the, the spirit, the demon here, the evil spirit says, says they know Jesus. Does the devil know you? <laughs> yes, that's my question. It says, then the man with the evil spirit leaped on them, overpowered them, and attacked them hmm. with such violence that they fled from the house naked and battered. Since the story of what happened spread quickly all through Ephesus. Hi. The story spread quickly all through Ephesus to Jews and Greek alike. A solemn fear descended on the city. And the name of the Lord Jesus was greatly honored. Many who became believers confessed their sin, their sinful practices. A number of them who had been practicing sorcery brought their incantation books and burnt them at a public bonfire. The value of the books were several million dollars. Remember, uh, this only happened because Paul took his time for two years, was preaching in the hall of, of Tyrannus. And I'm telling you, that ensured that the message went far and wide. Okay, the people were more properly grounded in the word of God. And this was the result. People burnt their, you know, their, their incantation books. You know, people, you know, those who were doing sorcery gave them up. All right, it says the value of the books that, that were burnt that day were several million dollars. It says, so the message about the Lord spread widely and had a powerful effect afterward paul felt compelled by the spirit 
to go to Macedonia and Achaia uh, before going to Jerusalem. And after that, uh, he said, I must go on to Rome. He sent his two assistants, Timothy and Erastus, ahead to Macedonia uh, while he stayed, um, stayed a while longer in the province of Asia. Next, we read about the riots in Ephesus. About that time, serious trouble developed in Ephesus concerning the way. It began with Demetrius, a silversmith who had a large business manufacturing silver shrine of the Greek goddess Artemis. He kept many craftsmen busy. He called, they, he called them together uh, along with others employed in similar trades and addressed them as follows. Gentlemen, you know that our wealth comes from this business. So it was all about money. Eh? Our wealth comes from this business. But as you have seen and heard, this man, Paul, has persuaded many people that unmade gods aren't really gods at all. And he is done this not only here in Ephesus, but throughout the entire province. Of course, I'm not just talking about the, the loss of public respect for our business. I'm also concerned that the temple of the great goddess Artemis will lose its influence and that Artemis, the magnificent god, goddess, worshipped throughout the province of Asia and all around the world will be robbed of our great prestige. Eh? See, let me, let me give you one simple expo. Whenever men have to fight to protect a religion, to preserve a religion, it is a false religion. Yes, it is idolatry. God does not need men to fight for him. For him, okay. God is more than able, capable of fighting for himself. But you notice that all of that was just a ruse. It was a lie. It was about money. If it's not about money, it is about pride. It is about authority. It is about having power over people. Okay, uh, but for these people here, it was money. He says so. Ah, he said Artemis will be robbed. Oh, she will be robbed of her great prestige. What a what a wonderful God! Says at this, <laughs> their anger boiled and they began shouting, "Great is Artemis of the Ephesians! Great is Artemis of the Ephesians!" Can you imagine? So soon the whole city was filled with confusion. Everyone rushed to the amphitheater, dragging along Gaius and Aristarchus, who were Paul's traveling companion from Macedonia. Paul wanted to go in too, but the, the believers wouldn't let him. Some of the officials of the province, friends of Paul, also sent a message to him, begging him not to risk his life by entering the amphitheater. Inside, the people were all shouting, some one thing and some another. Everything was in confusion. In fact, most of them didn't even know why they were there. The Jews in the crowd pushed Alexander forward and told him to explain the situation. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> he motioned for silence and tried to speak. But when the crowd realized he was a Jew, uh, they started shouting again and kept it off for two hours. Great is Artemis of the Ephesians. Great is Artemis of the Ephesians. Eh? You see that you can have passion. Eh? Passion does not really always mean that you are right. Uh -huh. Passion, having passion is not enough. Oh. Please have passion in the right direction. Because they were just shouting great in Artemis for two hours. And they were shouting it on behalf of, of an idol. Eh? An idol that could not come down and defend herself. Okay? 
35. You see, at last, the, the mayor was able to quiet them down enough to speak. Citizens of Ephesus, he said. Everyone knows that Ephesus is the official guardian of the temple of the great Artemis, whose image fell down, fell down to us from heaven. Eh, her image fell down from heaven. <laughs> Just go and check it very well. You will see that by the time you trace it back, trace it back, eventually somebody just came and met the image there. Eh? Ah, God. The image fell down from heaven. Okay? Since this is an undeniable fact, you should still come and do and do and not do anything rash. You have brought these men here, but they have stolen nothing from the from the temple and have not spoken against our goddess. If Demetrius and the craftsmen have a case against them, I'm sure this man, eh, this mayor, uh, is a believer. If Demetrius and, <laughs> and this craftsmen have a case against them, uh, the courts are in session and the officials can hear the case at once. Let them make formal charges. And if there are complaints about other matters, uh, they can be settled, settled in a legal assembly. I'm afraid we are in danger of being charged with rioting by the Roman government since there is no cause for all this commotion. And if Rome demands an explanation, we won't know what to say. Then he dismissed them and they dispersed. Hallelujah. Okay? So very, very important. I hope you have passion in the right direction, in the right things. Yes, they were just shouting, Grace is Artemis of the Ephesians for hours. And they were, they were doing all that for idolatry. Hallelujah. Alright, let's take Ephesians chapter 20, one of the most popular chapters in the book of acts acts chapter 20 paul goes to macedonia and greece so when the opera was over paul sent for for the believers and encouraged them then he said goodbye and left for macedonia while there he encouraged the believers in all the towns he passed through then he traveled down to greece where he stayed for three months he was preparing to sail back to syria when he discovered a plot by some jews against his life so he decided to return through macedonia several men were traveling with him uh, they were uh, sopata son of uh, pyros from berea aristarchus and secondus from thessalonica gaius from derby timothy and tichikos Antichicus and Trophimus from the province of Asia. They were on they went on ahead and waited for us at Tras. When he say waited for us, of course he's talking about Luke, okay? So Luke is the one writing. After the Passover ended, we boarded a ship at Philippi in Macedonia and five days later joined him in Troas where we stayed a week. Now for Paul's final visit to Troas. On the first day of the week, we gathered uh, with the local believers to share in the Lord's Supper. Paul was preaching to them, and since he was leaving the next day, he kept talking until midnight. The upstairs room where we, we met was lighted with many flickering lamps. As Paul spoke on and on, a young man named Eutychus, <laughs> Eutychus sitting on the window sill, became very drowsy. Hey, please don't be like Eutychus, oh who was sleeping was sitting on a window eh at the top of the how many floors up and and forgot slept up and then fell down thank god paul was there since as paul spoke on and on a young man named Eutychus sitting on the windowsill became very drowsy finally he fell sound asleep and dropped three stories eh? three stories to his death below 
Paul went down, bent over him, and took him into his arm. Don't worry, he said, he is alive. Then they all went back upstairs, shared in the Lord's Supper, and ate together. Paul continued talking to them until dawn, and then he left. <laughs> Meanwhile, the young man was taken home alive and well, and everything, everyone was greatly relieved. Hallelujah. Okay, finally, we read about Paul's meet, uh, meeting with the Ephesian, the, the Ephesian church or the pastors in Ephesus. Paul went by land to Assos where he had arranged for us to join him while we travel while we traveled by ship he joined us there and we sailed together to uh um mytilene the next day we sailed past the island of chaos uh, the following day we crossed to the island of samos and a day later we arrived at uh, Miletus. paul had decided to sail on past ephesus for he didn't want to spend any more time in the province of Asia. He was hurrying to get to Jerusalem, if possible, in time for the festival of Pentecost. But when we landed at Miletus, uh, he sent a message to the elders of the church at Ephesus, asking them to come and meet him. Okay? When they arrived, he declared, You know that from the day I set foot in the province of Asia until now, I have done the Lord's work humbly and with many tears. I have endured the trials that came to, to me from the plots of the Jews. I never shrank back from telling you what you needed to hear, either publicly or in homes. Paul did not shy from preaching to people what they needed to hear. He didn't hide things from people. Yes, he shared the full gospel. He says, I have had one message for Jews and Greek alike. The necessity of repenting from sin and turning to God and having faith in our Lord Jesus. Hmm? And now I am bound by the Spirit to go to Jerusalem. I don't know what awaits me except that the Holy Spirit tells me in city after city that jail and suffering lies ahead. Says, but my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned to me by the Lord Jesus, the work of telling others the good news, the good news about the wonderful grace of God. And now I know that none of you are to whom I have preached the kingdom will ever see me again. So all of this event happens before he writes the book of Ephesians. Okay? So none of you will see me again. I declare today that I have been faithful. Can you say that of yourself? Paul says, I have been faithful. If anyone suffers eternal death, it is not my fault. For I didn't shrink from declaring all that God wants you to know. Say so guard yourself and God's people. Remember, he's talking to the pastors of the church in Ephesus. So guard yourself and God's people. Feed and shepherd God's flock, his church, purchased with his own blood, over which the Holy Spirit has appointed you as leaders. I know that false teachers like vicious wolves will come in among you after I leave, not sparing the flock. And go and check the go and check the Corinthian church. Man, those wolves, they dealt with that church. See, even some men from your own group will rise up and distort the truth in order to draw a following. A following. Watch out. Remember the three years I was with you. Remember that for two straight years he was preaching. And that's why the efficient church eh, was so grounded. Since for three years I was with you, my constant watch 
and care over you night and day and my many tears are for you and now i entrust you to god and the message of his grace yes i entrust you maybe this is where i would like to talk about this morning i would like to say this prayer over us and now i entrust you to god and the message of his grace that is able to build you up are able to build you up and give you an inheritance with all those he has set apart for himself paul says i have never coveted anyone's silver or gold or fine clothes you know that these hands of mine have worked to supply my own needs and even the needs of those who were with me Hmm? and i have been a constant example of how you can help those in need by working hard You should remember the words of the Lord Jesus. It is more blessed to give than to receive. So when he had finished speaking, he knelt and prayed with them. They all cried as they embraced and kissed him goodbye. They were sad, most of all, because he had said that they would never see him again. Then they escorted him down to the ship. Okay, so this will conclude Paul's third missionary journey and of course he goes on is going on to jerusalem okay he says that he is bound by the spirit okay so tomorrow we'll ask ourselves or, or explain what does that mean okay what does it mean to be bound in the spirit or compelled by the spirit to go to jerusalem all right what lessons can we take can we take from our reading today if there's one thing i take from the efficient church it is the thoroughness okay uh the, the, the paul was meticulous to ensure that this church was properly taught okay he didn't do this any anywhere else okay every other place he went to he just stayed for a few a few weeks or a few months and he left but in when he had access to this hall the hall of tyrannos okay and he was doing this teaching you notice that this church was well grounded and they were also the only church that he took his time to remind them, okay? Uh, speaking to the pastors that look, they have to be careful to take care of the flock, okay? So very, very, I, I, I picked that there, that uh, Paul was careful, you know, to, um, to spend time building this church. Also, notice there that the evil man, the evil spirit spoke about knowing Paul, and knowing Jesus and ask those men that I don't know you okay so the question is how how do you think the evil spirit came to know Paul okay we know that they know Jesus they know Jesus because even when Jesus worked on this earth they knew him they will say ah you are the son of God and then after Jesus rose again from the dead oh definitely but how come they know Paul they know Paul because uh, i'm sure paul had been dealing with them beyond that paul already okay even often time when paul was speaking he was always speaking on in the name of jesus representing jesus okay and this is what we must learn this morning our authority does not come from our own work it does not come from how long we pray or how long we are fasted our authority comes from being submitted or submissive to jesus that was what happened between jesus and that centurion when the centurion told jesus that you don't need to come to my house yes i am a man under authority too when i say to one to go they will obey me yes that's why the demons were obeying paul he said because i am a man under authority 
Okay? So, always remember that you remove yourself under the authority of Jesus. You are not submitted to Christ. You do not obey his commandments. Um, I'm telling you, oh, you will lose your authority. You will lose your place. And I'm praying for you that will not be your portion in the mighty name of Jesus. Lastly, Acts chapter 20 verse 32, Paul says, And now I entrust you to God and the message of his grace. And I think I want us to pray with that this morning. Ah, let's pray for ourselves. Father, we commit ourselves to your grace this morning. Lord, help us to run this race and be successful. Lord, help us to run this race and let our testimonies be well done, thou good and faithful servant. Father, we pray this morning, Lord, I commit your people to you. I commit your people to the word of your grace that is able to build them up. Lord, help us to grow in our faith in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray this morning, it says there that the word is able to give us an inheritance. None of us will miss our inheritance. None of us will miss our purpose in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, on that day when we stand before you, our testimony will be, well done, that good and faithful servant in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you and we give you all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.